This is the afternoon edition of the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Sunday, January 3rd of 2022. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, putting the P in podcasting through relentless daily practice on my road to podcasting glory. It's good to be here practicing my podcasting skills, and thank you for being here with me on my journey to complete 365 consecutive daily podcast episodes, a journey that I began 337 days ago on February 20th of 2021. You can find all of these environmentally friendly, ethically sourced, and 100% sustainable podcast episodes at my website, dailypodcastpractice.com. This podcast is made possible by Wikipedia. No, they don't sponsor it, but without them, I couldn't do this gig. They make it possible. I support Wikipedia with a modest annual financial contribution, and you should too. For the Lunitalians, we have a waning gibbous moon tonight, heading toward a third quarter moon that will occur in just two days, January 25th at precisely 8.40 a.m. So plan your activities accordingly. During the past 24 hours, the United States Geological Survey reported 12 earthquakes in the lower 48 states and Alaska. The largest was a magnitude 4.6, 99 kilometers south, excuse me, 99 kilometers south of Unalaska, Alaska. I still stumble over that. That's 62 miles, by the way, for those who prefer U.S. customary units. That's the same general area as yesterday's magnitude 6.2 earthquake. There's a whole lot of shaking going on up there in Unalaska, Unalaska, probably Una, Unalaska. Nine of the quakes were in the lower 48 states, including a magnitude 4.3 near Minot, Nevada, and a magnitude 3.2 and 2.6 west of Petrolia, California. And there was a magnitude 2.8, uh, 54 kilometers, 34 miles south of White City, New Mexico, all places that we've seen activity in in the last couple of weeks. On this day in 1556, that goes back a while, there was an earthquake in Shaanxi province of China, and it was responsible for the deaths of 830,000 people, making it the deadliest known earthquake in recorded history. According to Wikipedia, the quake occurred in the early morning, and most of the residents there lived in uh, a a dwelling called a Yaodong, which is an artificial cave cut into the face of the soil cliffs. And these caves collapsed and buried the people who were inside sleeping. Modern estimates put the direct deaths from the earthquake at over 100,000, while over 700,000 people migrated away or died from famine and plagues, which summed up to a total loss of 830,000 people in the imperial records of China. But wait, there's more about earthquakes. Also on this day, January 23rd in 1812, there was an earthquake estimated to be a magnitude 7.8, and it occurred in New Madrid, Missouri. That quake was the third major earthquake in a series of four that occurred there from December 1811 to February of 1812. The first was a magnitude 8.2 that occurred December 16th of 1811, and then a magnitude 7.4 later that same day. And then there was this one, and then the last of the four was in the early morning hours of February 7th of 1812, which was an estimated magnitude 7.4 to 8.6. That's a pretty wide range. 
And the whole range is really, really powerful. There weren't many fatalities and there wasn't much property loss because that area was still a frontier and there wasn't very much population or, uh, or construction. According, again, to Wikipedia, these earthquakes are the most powerful earthquakes to hit the contiguous United States east of the Rocky Mountains in recorded history. And since 1974, over 4,000 earthquakes have occurred in this particular seismic zone. That's pretty active. There was a report filed in November 2008 by the U.S. Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA, and it warned that a serious earthquake in the new Madrid seismic zone could result in, quote, the highest economic losses due to a natural disaster in the United States, unquote. The report further predicted, quote, widespread and catastrophic damage across Alabama, Arkansas, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Mississippi, Missouri, and particularly Tennessee, where a magnitude 7.7 quake or greater would cause damage to tens of thousands of structures affecting water distribution, transportation systems, and other vital infrastructure. Wow. Earthquakes, they mean business. Let's look at a birthday. Born on this day in 1951 in Denison, Texas, American retired Air Force fighter pilot, airline captain, and U.S. ambassador to the International Civil Aviation Organization, Chesley Sullenberger III, maybe better known simply as Sully, Sully Sullenberger. He is best known as the pilot who was in command of United States Airways Flight 1549 that had a ditch in the Hudson River off Manhattan after both engines were disabled by a bird strike. This happened on January 15, 2009. It was a cold day. That river was not a good place to be. But you know what? All 155 people on board survived. They ditched the plane. They didn't crash it. I should say he ditched the plane. He didn't crash it. It was a marvel. You only get one chance to make a landing like that. <laughs> Just one. You don't blow it, okay? The next year, March 3rd, 2010, he retired from U.S. Airways after 30 years as a commercial pilot, and he now works for CBS News as an aviation and safety expert. On June 15, 2021, just last year, President Joe Biden announced he would nominate Sullenberger to the post of U.S. Representative to the International Civil Aviation Organization with the rank of ambassador. And on December 2nd, 2021, catch this, folks, Sullenberger was confirmed by unanimous consent in the Senate. Unanimous. <laughs> All senators voted for the same thing. <laughs> It's not a story you hear very often. Um, I'm happy. <laughs> that was a good decision. And with that, we're going to close it up. That's all for today. But I do want to leave you with this quote from Sully Sullenberger. No one warned us. No one said, you're going to lose both engines at a lower altitude than any jet in history. But, yeah, be cool. Just make a left turn for LaGuardia like you're going back to pick up the milk. This was a dual engine loss at 2,800 feet, followed by an immediate water landing with 155 souls on board. No one's ever trained for an incident like that. No one. Well said, Sully. And again, thank you for handling that so well. All right, that's a wrap. Let's stick a fork in it because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you were invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.